Welcome to Lavender Dahlia. I'm Jennifer Osler Bolton, and together we are going to enjoy the freedom of exploring who God created us to be by lifting the veil off of our hearts and bringing to light the authenticity that we've been hiding in the dark. I am so happy that you're here. So let's talk. Have you visited the podcast shop yet? Go to jenniferoslerbolton.com and click on the shop link where you can find the perfect item to showcase to the world that you are a Dahlia. Okay, I'm going to be 100% honest with you right now and tell you that this feels very strange. It feels very odd to be sitting here again with my microphone and my computer talking to you, but I'm so happy to be back here. Welcome back to Lavender Dahlia. Maybe I should just say this is season two. Like, isn't that a thing on podcasts? Like you have season one and season two. So let's just go with that. Welcome back to season two of Lavender Dahlia. (laughs) I don't even know if that makes sense, but I'm going to pretend it makes sense to me. So you might be wondering uh, where I've been these last three months. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got several excuses. I don't have several reasons, but I have several excuses. The truth is that I have been making excuses to avoid sitting down at my computer and record podcasts. Some of my excuses include, uh, it's too noisy in the house. I'm, you know, I'm spending these days with my husband while I can. Uh, I'm too tired. I have zero inspiration. I got nothing else to say. I'm struggling with my insecurity. The dog is barking. I have to fold my laundry. I got to wash my hair. Oh, you know what? I need to count those freckles on my daughter's face. Like anything. I was just not wanting to sit down here. I didn't want to do this. So if you want to know the truth of it, because that's what I like to do. I like to tell you the truth about who I am and what I believe and what I do. I just didn't want to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to sit down and talk any further about God or go any further with this podcast. And do you want to know why? I got scared. Now, nothing in particular happened to scare me. Nothing spooked me or anything like that. I guess you could say I just got scared of my own shadow, really. My insecurities started creeping in. I started asking myself, who is this girl? Who does she think she is? What does she have to offer? And this podcast is going to go nowhere. I, I started looking at it from a worldly point of view. You know, I don't, I don't make anything doing this. I don't make, there's no financial gain in any of this. If anything, it costs me money each month just to keep it up and running. But I had to try and go back and remember why I started this podcast in the first place. So I originally started this podcast because I just wanted to remind us of who we really are in the world. At that time, a year ago now, actually, I personally felt a need to be reminded. So I thought, well, why not remind everyone else while I'm at it? Let's all be reminded about who we are in the world. But you know, that enemy of ours, he doesn't really appreciate our efforts to share God with the world. So when we start getting loud, he starts chasing after us. He sees a goal and the goal is to take us down. Now, It looks different for each of us because we are different in our delivery of God's good news. We have our own stories. We have our own personalities, our own experiences. So it's going to look different when he's coming after us. I don't know 
how he has tried to silence you. But man, let me tell you, when he comes after me, he goes straight into my insecurities. Like, like my insecurities must have a giant target on them. And he just aims right for it and gets a bullseye every single time. Now, what he usually finds is that when he takes a shot at my insecurities, he does hit that bullseye every single time, but I can usually pretty easily and quickly recognize his whispers when it's just me and him in the room. Like I can hear that shot being taken at me. And what it usually sounds like is, is something that I say to myself, like nobody's listening to the podcast anyways, Jen, which is not the truth. But when I hear myself saying that I can recognize, Oh wait, that's not, that's not me saying that. That's not my voice saying that. And I quite literally tell him to just back up. He is in dangerous territory. He's messing with the wrong girl. Don't come at me with your lies. Get the target off my back. Uh, when it's just me and him in a room and, and my spirit is on fire, he, he doesn't stand a chance. Like he does not stand a chance. But so when that doesn't work, he then uses people to deliver his message to me. So Sometimes I'll often, you know, someone will send me a message on social media. And if you know by now, or if you follow me, followed me for a while, you know that my love language is words. It's my primary love language. It can lift me up or tear me down within a breath. So if he can't come at me himself by whispering, you know, little lies into, you know, my thoughts and my ears, oh, he's going to use someone to come after me with my own love language. This guy is dirty. He plays so dirty. He knows me as well as God does. And he knows that what my soul is most vulnerable to is actual people with real words. And he will use them as messengers, just like God does. But instead of encouraging me, he uses those messengers to silence me. So let me tell you about something that just happened literally a couple weeks ago. I received a message on social media and this message said that I should make my account private so that I don't spiritually misguide lost people. Now, I read those words and instantly, instantly, I debated on making my account private. In a heartbeat, I planned on putting my microphone away forever. I was going to talk about God only to those who want to talk about God. Nobody knew. I had my own little circle that I've built and that's it. I was not going to open myself up to anybody else in the world. I'm telling you, I sat on that couch and I felt my entire spirit just fade away. Like how quickly and easily I went silent. And that is exactly what he wanted. He knew he couldn't get to me himself. I've learned to recognize his lies and his, you know, whispers of deceit. So he knew exactly what to do. He couldn't get to me himself. So he used someone else to do it for him. Now, here's the funny thing about this. This message that I received, it came right after I sent hundreds of, I mean, hundreds of encouragement cards to people who had requested one from my social media account. So let me back that up a little bit. I had had it on my heart. Um, Like I said, words are my love language. And so I really love just encouraging people with 
kind words and, you know, just things that we don't get often in the mail, you know, snail mail. We don't do that very often anymore. And I just wanted to write out a bunch of encouragement cards to anybody who wanted them. Because sometimes we just need to get that fun little thing in the mail. We just need to, you know, I, I don't know, just hold something in our hands. We just need to know that someone thought of us. You know, every single card that I wrote, I prayed over the person because obviously I had their name there. You know, I prayed over that person, every single card. So many people shared their stories with me. So many people shared what they were going through with me. Like what a privilege to be able to send encouragement. So the cards that I use for this, my cousin and I, we have our business, Petunia Diaries. And so our cards, they, they were like postcard size, um, and they have scripture on the front of them. And my cousin and I, we we created these cards for this purpose, for the purpose of encouraging others with God's word. So I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do with these cards, what my cousin and I dreamed about doing with these cards. I wrote out hundreds. I prayed over hundreds. I sent out God's word all over the world, literally all over the world. I mean, Germany, I was even in Canada, New Zealand, uh, England. I mean, just, oh my gosh, it was incredible. It was so incredible. I had just done that days before. Maybe, I don't even think it was a week before. Maybe it was, I don't remember. It doesn't even matter to be honest. It was all in a short period of time. I had just sent out powerful, powerful words because they were God's. I just sent his word out. Every single card declared God's goodness with scripture and my handwritten acknowledgement of God's presence in our lives. God had been pressing so hard on my heart to get back to my podcast for probably about a month before I decided to send out these cards. And I kept ignoring all of his little nudges because I had so many excuses, you know, I I had to count my daughter's freckles. I didn't have time for a podcast, (laughs) but as I was receiving these messages from people who were wanting and needing some encouragement in their mailboxes, I ended up receiving several messages from people asking when I was bringing back the podcast. I, I laughed every time I opened one of those messages. I was like, okay, God, I get it. I hear you. And then Later on, I announced that the podcast would be returning in a few weeks. I felt that fire of inspiration building up in me. I was ready. I was so ready. Put me back on the microphone. Sit me back down. I have got to tell the world about God. And then someone told me not to. Someone told me I was misguiding the lost, that I should close my account to the public. This person at the time of this message, didn't follow me. Uh, Maybe she did before. I have no idea, but we had never interacted before. But this time, instead of hearing it as a lie, I heard it as a truth. Isn't that funny? I literally wrote notes over a period of two days until my hand was tired. I acknowledged God's nudge through several messages about the podcast. And yet one small voice had the biggest impact on me. Every night when I get into bed, I just I just talk to God for a bit. 
no Bible, no rehearsed outline or proper English. You know, it's just, it's just a conversation. I'm just closing out my day talking to my best friend, you know, like that, about what went on in the day, where I saw him, where I needed him, where I hope he is the next day. But that night after I got that message, I just couldn't do it. I felt so defeated. And I kept thinking about that message. It's hard when something like that happens, when when the enemy comes straight after your insecurity, straight after your weakness. Doesn't it just wipe out your spirit? It just, I felt depleted. I was exhausted. I so tired, so defeated. I couldn't even talk to my best friend about our day together. I laid there and I ended up doing some heart work, which if you know me, you know that I'm a huge advocate for the grief recovery method, which has taught me so many things about moving through hurtful moments or hurtful memories or even hurtful milestones. And in that moment, that night, I used those tools for the purpose of forgiveness. Now, forgiveness and how to forgive, that's that's a whole other podcast episode to come. And trust me, it's coming. But anyways, I did my my work on forgiveness so that I could forgive the person who sent me this message. And it's not that the message was anything wrong or terrible. She was speaking her truth to me in that message, but it was just a forgiveness for the hurt that it had caused me. And then with what I had left and could muster, I asked God to just watch over me and give me peaceful sleep that night. Well, I woke up in the morning, still hurt, but no longer bothered. And I was able to talk to God and gain some clarity. So in the mornings, that's what I do. I I get up in the mornings. I have my time and my conversation with God. I go through his word. I read a devotional and, and we just get ready for the day together. That was when he revealed it to me. Oh gosh. Okay, God, I see it now. I was getting too loud for the enemy's liking and he wanted to silence me quickly. He was getting scared. He saw that my spirit was picking up again. He saw that the heat was coming. It had been reignited and he knew that his little whispers weren't going to be enough to stop me this time. So he used someone else to do his dirty work and his cowardly action. It almost worked. He thought he had me until I said, oh, nah, not me. I talked to my father this morning and you can take your nonsense elsewhere because I know who I am. And instead of silencing me, buddy, you just cranked up the volume. So here's the thing. We live in this world. There's no way around it and there's no safe place to hide from it. We're in it. And we know that this guy has nothing better to do than to roam the earth looking to devour one of us. It happens every single day. Some days we are on fire for God and there's no stopping us. And some days we tell the enemy to leave and he goes away for a while. But some days our spirits are low, our hearts are broken, where we forget who we are and we become prey to our enemy. The world is very good at stripping away who we are and telling us who we should be. That leads us to forgetting who we belong to and who we are first. And that induces label-wearing awareness of the world. But let me remind you of something. Before you were anything, you were gods. Before you were a wife, a mom, a girlfriend, a sister, a cousin, an employee, a boss, a business owner, a stay-at-home mom, a friend, 
whatever you are, you were God's first. Before you had a name, you were known as God's. Before you were someone's daughter or son, you were God's child. We become defined by our experiences, what we own, what we rent, by what we drive, where we live. We're labeled by where we go to church, how often we go to church, who we sit by at church, how much we give to the church in time and money. We start letting society define us by the labels we wear, forgetting all about the one label that is the truth about us. God's. We belong to him, only him, our worship, our praise, our voice, our life, our talents, our breath. It's his. Nothing about us belongs to this world. Nothing. But the enemy wants us to believe otherwise, even using the things like God's church to tell us you don't belong there. He can take something as incredible as motherhood and tell you you're no good at it. He can take something as wonderful as marriage and tell you it's not worth it. He can take something as precious as life and tell you it's not worth living. He can take something as beautiful as you and tell you everything that's wrong with who you are. But hear me in this. He is not the truth. All he wants is for you to stop talking. He wants you to stop sharing. He just wants you to stop. Don't forget who you are. One of my favorite, well, I've got lots of favorites all over the Bible, but Isaiah 43 verses one through five, oh, it's just something so powerful to me. And I'm going to read it here really quickly. Isaiah 43, verse 1. This is in the NIV Bible. But now this is what the Lord says. He created you, Jacob. He formed you, Israel. He says, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through waters, I will be with you. When you pass through rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight. And because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you and people in exchange for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. We can confidently live in knowing that we belong to God. We are His and His alone. Before we were anything else in this world, before we lived anywhere else in this world, We lived with God. We belong with God. He holds us. He protects us. He guards us and he cares for us. He created and redeemed us and called us by name. We belong to him. Only him. Nothing else in this world 
will ever define you because you belong to God. And when the enemy comes after you, when he tries to get to your heart, when he tries to go for your insecurities, whether it's his whispers, whether it's the use of someone else that he's brought into your path, whatever it is, it is not true. He wants you to stop talking about God, but God put you here because he needs you to speak loudly for him. Thank you for sharing this time with me. I hope you feel encouraged and are filled with courage to see yourself the way that God sees you. You are so many beautiful things. That's why there's a flower named after you. Make sure to subscribe to Lavender Dahlia for podcast updates and episodes and visit jenniferoslerbolton.com to join the Lavender Dahlia email list. Until next time, my heart is hugging yours. I'll see you soon.